The title for today's podcast and article is A Thanksgiving for Creativity. I facilitated a creativity workshop last week, and a topic resurfaced that came up in a previous workshop I facilitated last summer. The discussion is about perfection versus excellence. The difference between perfection and excellence is a fascinating topic that one of my mentors would always bring up. The common theme that I have witnessed is that it comes from our family of origin, usually our parents. It involves our self-worth and the feelings we gather from those who raise us, whether it's siblings, parents, grandparents, or extended family. This can have a generational twist to it because the boomer generation may have been raised with stricter parents. Though realistically, it depends on how the information is taken in by the person or child. If you don't take information about your behavior personally, but as a reference and guidance, you may not take it to heart and beat yourself up if your actions or your projects that you do, like your art or creativity, are not perfect. And by the way, nothing is perfect, even nature. In the workshops, one person was male and one was female. The man related that his relationship with perfection was definitely from his dad. He stated that his dad told him many times that he would amount to nothing when he grew up. What this meant to him as a child was that he had to make sure everything was okay. He checked multiple times before finishing something, and even then he would be checking back and checking back to see if everything was still okay. Unless what he did was perfect, it was not okay. Without perfection, he would fulfill his dad's prediction about himself. As an adult running a business, he was double-checking his employees' work and doing actually most of the work himself because he couldn't trust that they would do as good a job as he could. This frustrated his employees because of his lack of trust. The employees felt micromanaged. The woman in the earlier workshop noticed that, quote, there is still a feeling inside that must be dealt with when I am not perfect, close quote. She also mentioned that the way we discuss the issue of perfection versus excellence was profound for her. I see this discussion and other discussions that evolve from our growing up in a family structure as profound also. And the key is to be a witness to what happened to you as a child growing up. What voices told you things that are no longer viable for you as an adult? What critical voices can we finally lay to rest because those voices were not about us, but about the person telling us those stories? First, be aware of those voices. Remember, the three pillars of these articles and podcasts are awareness, transformation, and deep intuition. Every day and every minute, we accept things that are not true about us. To transform and change a pattern, first listen and hear those critical voices in a new way. Listen as if you are a stranger to yourself and witness the content of what the voice is telling you. You don't have to believe anything that anyone tells you. In this life, you get to decide for yourself and test it out. Or ask your friends, what does your gut say? You are building your deep intuition that has always been there. Trust yourself. Only your deeper self knows what is best for you. In my own case, I remember a story my father told me when he was probably in his late 60s or 70s. And he told me the story as if it happened yesterday. 
I can see the emotion in his face and it showed in his body language. And it has stayed with him for at least 50 years. My dad's father was Carl and he owned a farm implement dealership and general store. He sold tractors, combines, plows, and all the other farm machinery. That day, there was a problem with a hay baler and Carl and my dad were called out to the farm at any, well, who they sold the implement to them, to a farm to fix something with the baler. Farmers always expected quick repairs because rain could dampen the hay and it could be days or weeks before it would be ready to bale again. Money and time were always involved in farming and usually for the small farmer there was never enough of both. Carl let my dad start the repair. They brought tools and parts to repair the problem. Once dad had fixed the problem, the farmer started the tractor and pulled the baler through the row of hay to see if the baler would make the correct bale. Something wasn't working correctly. The farmer stopped and Carl and my dad looked at the problem again. This time, Carl was even closer over my dad's shoulder and he caught something that my dad didn't fix. With the farmer within earshot, he scolded my dad. As my dad told the story, his eyes turned down for a while as his body absorbed the blow again from Carl. He was still carrying the shame from the incident. He looked up at me then and I noticed some of the sting had left him. He had raised five kids to adulthood and had carried on at a dealership on his own for many years and was his own man now and he could let go of the shame from Carl, his dad. I believe that by telling me the story, he was able to release the critical voices that had kept him working on that edge of perfection. The learning I got from the story was that what he passed on to me was not so much to be perfect, but the difficulty of receiving from authority figures. By him telling me his story about Carl, I was able to see how I had struggled with authority figures much of my life. This would show up with bosses and other men that may remind me of Carl or my dad. I still remember being belittled by a boss while I was sitting down with him over my right shoulder and the body memory that was in me. I reacted by jumping up and standing up for myself and saying what was so for me. Afterwards, it felt great to have passed that hurdle of not being able to support myself in front of authority figures. The body holds the hurts, doubts, and lessons to release. Once we are aware of those sensations and feelings, we can release them and breathe again fully and deeply. What profound lessons can we learn from our family stories? This Thanksgiving week is full of family, fun, and stress. Some have more stress than others. In the stories I shared about the two participants and myself, Family will be family and usually everyone is doing their best, whether it is a lesson of perfection versus excellence or standing up for ourselves. These lessons are for our learning. Sometimes it's not fun to be a human being because of the hard lessons in our way. Nevertheless, usually avoiding them in the critical voices just prolongs the agony and frustration. We can't figure things out until an awareness pops up in front of us. Then, we are being asked to stop, be aware, and listen to what is being said. 
We ask ourselves how we feel about it and do we want to make changes and transform our experience. Researchers say that when we tell a story, we live it as if it is happening in the moment. And I can testify for that with the story of my dad told me and how the chemicals were being flooded in his body the same way when he told it. And again, the experience of that moment floods our body with the same chemicals that flooded it years before. By, by paying attention to what is happening in our bodies and minds, we can transform our experience and learn what we have to learn to move through the pain and hurt. We become new people with a new experience. We acknowledge our families. We acknowledge that our families are doing the best they can with their limited knowledge to raise us the best they can. Our choice is to move forward and ahead to the next step in our growth, to learn quicker and faster if we can, and pass along those aha moments to our families and children. The best we can do is to not pass the burdens we carry onto our children. Can you pay attention to what is happening to you in the moment and speak freely about your frustrations and needs? You can model for your family and children and always choose to leave the scene if you are not supported and listened to. Take time during this holiday week and the holidays upcoming to join with friends and family to give thanks. Gratitude keeps the heart open. And here is the poem for this week's article and podcast. The name of the poem is The Held Mis Mistake. Ashamed, he continued to fix the hay baler in the field with Farmer and his dad watching, his body feeling the weight of criticalness over his right shoulder, the sound in his right ear and entering through his right side, this time unprotected, willing to take the blow of the price of perfection. There had to be blame for the farmer to acknowledge an error, this feeling, of course, familiar to his family also. The burden of being right and when to preserve the self from perfection. This moment held by my dad, the wound held deep, partially let go to be attached to my right side, behind my right shoulder, behind the shoulder holding the shadow, and on alert for the next wound. He tells me the story to finally let go and allow me the chance to learn about the fathers, the wounding, to ease the pain in my right side over my right shoulder, to trust again, to say what is so again, to say what the body needs to say, allowing a full breath to enter and exit my full, open, clear, strong heart. The Held Mistake Ashamed, he continued to fix the hay baler in the field with Farmer and his dad watching, his body feeling the weight of criticalness over his right shoulder, the sound in his right ear and entering through his right side, this time unprotected, willing to take the blow of the price of perfection. There had to be blame for the farmer to acknowledge an error, this feeling familiar to his family also, the burden of being right and when to preserve the self from perfection. This moment held by my dad 
the wound held deep, partially to let, to let go to be attached to my right side, behind my right shoulder, behind the shoulder holding the shadow. And on alert for the next wound, he tells me the story to finally let go and allow me the chance to learn about the father's, the wounding, to ease the pain in my right side over my right shoulder, to trust again, to say what is so again, to say what the body needs to say, allowing a full breath to enter and exit my full, open, clear, strong heart. I trust these thoughts are helpful for your evolution and learning at this time. The holidays are always a charged time for me with the huge media expectations of buying celebrations and having fun. It's easy to feel left out or not achieving the results that the media is telling you to have. Tuning out what we should be doing and relaxing into ourselves and what we feel like doing is a recipe for peace of mind. I think the holidays can be a time of gathering with friends or even by ourselves and having the celebration we want to have without expectations from others. You get to decide. Choose wisely and trust. Choose fun for yourself and those you love. Cheers and continue to have fun and a creative time during these holidays upcoming also. Create and be well.